Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This episode of Off Air with Jane and Fee is brought to you by British Heart Foundation. British Heart Foundation have estimated that up to 7.6 million people are living with heart and circulatory diseases in the UK. And there is something we can all do to help fund life-saving research. And don't worry, Fee, we don't all need to run marathons to fundraise today. Over 50% of their research is funded by gifts in wills. Now, these are really vital in supporting life-saving research. It's such a remarkably positive thing we can all do and definitely something to consider if you are writing your will or thinking of updating it. With a simple act, you can support future scientific breakthroughs that could help save and improve millions of lives. British Heart Foundation offers a free will guide and free will writing services too, helping to make the process as easy as possible. To download your free will guide today and help British Heart Foundation fund life-saving research, search BHF Wills. What have you done to deserve this? A bonus edition of Off Air with me, Jane Garvey. And me, Fee Glover. We thought, what better way to celebrate the end of our first week than by bringing you this interview with the Labour MP, Jess Phillips. Yeah, we spoke to Jess live from the Podcast Day 24 conference, uh, which we all attended together. And we talked about how she's managed to traverse the world of politics, her work, and then turning her attention to that of her brilliant podcast, which is called Yours Sincerely. Uh, A fair warning on this, dear listeners. Uh, She may be a red politician, but her language does get a little bit blue. Right. Well, let let that... I mean, I think our listeners are relatively mature. Um, They'll be able to handle a few Fs and Jeffs, won't they? I don't know. We've warned them. We really thought this through, like, where we were going to sit and that. Very slick, wasn't it? You've got a Jess Phillips sandwich going on. Will you be all right? Well, Jess, um, what would you prefer, um, or what do you prefer, the gentle world of podcasting or the hurly-burly of politics? Uh, I like them both. Um, Good answer. Yeah, uh, that's like a Lib Dem answer, isn't it? A <laughs> little bit in the middle, sitting on a sort of slightly uncoloured chair. Do you want to change? Would you no, feel more no, happy no, no. Yes, up if by red? I can only sit on a red chair. Um, I, I like that the podcast, which is essentially an invitation for people to be nice to each other, is a nice break from the fact that most of my job is people criticising me and me criticising them, which is uh, 
you know, gets a bit wearing at times. So it's quite nice to invite people to talk about the things that they like. Especially from opposition, my job is to whinge. That's literally the Winch. job. Whinging. Like being like, you're not doing this properly. Everything's terrible. Talking about really, you know, going to the worst possible case example to prove your point. That it is quite nice to, you know have people come on and talk about, uh, you know, nice things in their life and the people that they love. Yeah. How did the podcast start? Was it, was it your very own idea? Um, the honest answer is no, it wasn't my very own idea. I'd like to say that I'm always going to be honest, um, within reason. <laughs> so during lockdown, um, I had one particular really nasty case of a woman who I, I didn't know her very well, uh, lovely, um, Geordie woman who lives in my constituency and she... Uh, I'd only ever really met her because we sat next to each other at the carol, the annual carol concert at uh, Yardley Old Church. Um, and she rang me, basically, and she had uh, her, put her husband in an ambulance and never seen him again. Um, he died of COVID. This was in, like, week two or three of the pandemic. Um, and because we didn't know anything then, like, she... her son and daughter were like rapping on the door trying to get to her in this traumatic time but because she'd been exposed to covid she was absolutely terrified and she was like she was ringing me and saying i'm bleaching everything i'm like scrubbing my skin i'm gonna i'm gonna kill my kids if i see them and i'm just gonna lock myself away and i found this case so harrowing um of this woman just like overnight her whole life totally changed not knowing what to expect at all um and so i wrote a letter to my husband and my children and my friends and i told my friends to do the same because it was like a sort of shocking realization that any one of us could just be put in to an ambulance and taken away um, and we'd never have got to say the things that we wanted to say to them. And I tweeted about it. And Audio always got in touch with me and said, oh, would you be interested in coming and talking to people about who they would write these letters to? Because uh, I think it's like a nice way to get people to talk about their loved ones uh, without them having been dead. So that's always nice, isn't it? Yeah. Do you imagine what your funeral will be like? Oh, well, yeah. All the time, me too, any long car journey. I listen to the songs I hope will be played. Mm. I used to think I might qualify for one of those memorial services at All Souls outside Broadcasting House. You've oh, yeah. I'm not so sure now. now, to be honest. Do you think I will, Nat? No. No, I don't think so. I mm. think you're. Times uh, Radio House, maybe they'll do one outside there. Maybe just at a news agent's with a very small <laughs> pile of the paper. <laughs> I, every time we sit in the Parliamentary Labour Party, uh, every time a previous member of Parliament dies, we do like a minute silence and then somebody does a, uh, uh, like a, a bit of a speech about them. Yeah. And uh, every time when the clock is ticking as somebody's died, I think people will be standing in this room for me one day. Yeah, well, I'll, be, I'll be dead one day and they'll be standing, um, listening awkwardly, hoping their phone doesn't go off in the minute silence. Um, oh, this is all like... really cheerful stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, I just want, you know, you talk about um, the lady who is in such distress contacting her MP. It's that side of politics that people don't really understand, isn't it? Because yeah. 
we, you know, we watch politics live or whatever it might be and listen to our podcasts of choice about all the, all the awful stuff in politics. But the human stuff that you're obliged to do in your constituency is off the scale, actually, isn't it? Sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some that don't bother, but um, by and large, the vast majority do. Mm. Um, the human element of uh, being a member of parliament is the bit that nobody actually knows about. Like, most people hate members of parliament except their own one because they once had to go to them for something. Yeah. It's like being a social worker, essentially. Uh, and I run my office like a community centre because the Tories closed all the community centres in my constituency. Um... So I'm literally the only state-funded building left. Uh, welcome to Tory Britain. Um, but the... Are you allowed to be freer now that you're not on the BBC? Yes. yes. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you're let free. Yes, uh, but we're still in the very early stages. Yes, of so you haven't country. transferred into saying, yeah, like, so, you know, yeah. I think this dress is really weird. It's a little bit like when you come out of a hostage situation, you have to... <laughs> safe house and debrief yourself yeah. for quite a long time. I'm not sure we're quite out of that yet. Yeah. But we're getting there. We're getting yeah, there. gosh, it must be hard. Have any of your constituents been at all uh, surprised or bothered by the fact that you've entered a different kind of mm. arena? Well, one of them is one of the producers of it, so... Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, they're, they're not bothered at all. They're bothered if they can't see you. If they can't see you when they want to see you, then they'll be like, oh, she's... I mean, obviously, the people who don't like me already say the thing... that They will use it, but they were never going to vote for me anywhere. anyway. It's very, very... In the media and in politics, you have to learn not to give a toss about the people who are going to hate you regardless. Like, in fact, lean into it a bit. Make them hate you more. Um, but, no, my constituents aren't asked. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, you often get this, like, if you do, like, a cover shot on, like, the Times magazine or something, and they make you wear a jacket that costs more than the average mortgage in your constituency. You don't get it. to keep that jacket, by the way. More's the pity. Um, people are like, what would the people in your constituency say? And I think if you said to the people in my constituency, do you want to dress up in really expensive clothes and have your photos taken? They'd be like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know, the they like it by and large they like they also like having somebody who's a bit of a celebrity as their member of parliament they're like alan that jess is at the door can you believe it <laughs> she's knocked on the door alan come down want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online you'll experience the all-new cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Has there been something good for you personally in just being able to slightly change gear and be something else? Because on your podcast, you're very much a host. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. yes, that is nice. Yeah. It is nice. And actually, the skill is the same. The years and years of dealing with people's traumatic situations and dealing with, um, like, basically being able to ask people the questions that are unaskable. Because, you know, when you're, you know, interviewing people and you have to be, you know, sort of push them to get an answer, like, I have to ask people if they've been ritually raped. And I have to ask people if. Like, you know, they're immediately safe in the next 24 hours. So I have, I have an incredible, uh, like, lack of filter with asking people questions about their life because I've spent decades doing that. Um, and also, there is something about the hierarchy of being a member of parliament, even with the people who come on the podcast, that you have a certain level of authority that people feel like, oh, I can tell you. Like, it'll be all right if I tell you these things. People are always crying on it. I mean, that's nice. I'm not slagging them off. They're crying in the conversation. They're quite intimate, those conversations, aren't they? So it's rather nice that they cry or feel able to cry. Um, Can we just ask a little bit about the sisterhood at Westminster? Mm -hmm. How much of a level of sisterly support is there for the current prime minister? Oh. Across, I mean, across, because there is, there are real Definitely. friendships, aren't there? Across, oh yeah, oh, yeah, across yeah, yeah, the... yeah, there are. I'm not sure. Like, there's this big thing made of Therese Coffey and Liz Truss being best mates, and I can't say I ever noticed that before. She was the prime minister, but um, apparently that's the case. I wrote um, an article during the leadership contest that said, "Stop calling Liz Truss stupid," um, because um, I, I don't think she's any stupider than Boris Johnson. Um, but it gets thrown at her a lot more and there there is an element of, you know, blonde woman going to call her stupid. So there is an element of, after her first PMQs, funnily enough, Lisa Nundy, I was like that, oh, she was wooden, she was rubbish and Lisa Nundy was like, I thought she answered the questions. Like, there is an element where the women are going to cut her, not cut her slack. The the where Liz Truss falls down is that she does absolutely fuck all for any woman in the country. Um, well, yes. So um, we we don't feel able to completely agree with that. that yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you it's will. Don't worry. Give it time. Okay. When your mortgage has gone up. Um, but the you know that's the problem is that your sisterhood can't just be extended one way. So my sisterhood actually was quite heavily extended to Theresa May because actually she did try and put in place policies that were feminist. 
that were for victims of domestic abuse, that were for victims of modern slavery, that, that took account of parental leave and things. She did try. I mean, she was completely hamstrung by lots of things, other events. Um, but, yeah, with Liz Truss, like, she, she has so far in one day taken the biggest transfer from purse to wallet in her budget where the people she's hitting are part-time working women and the people she's giving money to are the richest men. So my, my sorority <laughs> is on thin ice. Okay, it's being stretched to it breaking point. It is quite point. a stretch, it Do is quite a stretch. Do you listen to lots of the political podcasts that are out there at the moment? They're many and varied, they exist, I think, Think, I think most of them are highly listenable too, but that's because I live outside the Westminster bubble, so I yeah. feel they're telling me something new. But as someone I do. who I knows do. all of that... I do listen to them, like Newscast and uh, now the new one, now the other people who have been free from the BBC. The news agents. Yeah. News agents, agents. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, but more the ones I mean, like she really lent in, didn't she, immediately after leaving the BBC? Emily? Yeah, <laughs> she really, really lent yeah. in. Uh, Perhaps a bit... Maybe a bit braver than yeah. us. What do you think? No, don't say it, Jess. No, 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 I don't think it's necessarily that. I don't think she'll be back for the wreath lectures, put it that way. <laughs> but more more the, you know, the, the ones like Alistair Campbell's and Rory Stewart's where they're discussing hmm. politics with a kind of... I don't listen to that, I'm afraid. No, OK. Uh, I don't listen to that. Um, I find Rory Stewart a bit paternalistic, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, and I find some of it a bit boyish. Not that one, because I've never actually listened to it, so I don't know. Uh, I'm just taking him at face value from previous experience. Uh, I'm sure it's very good. I don't. It's like when I worked in domestic abuse services, people used to say, did you watch that amazing documentary? And I thought, no, I watched The Bake Off, because like, I, I, I like whimsy at the weekend. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, but do you think podcasts are doing something interesting? Oh, 100%. Where in, in the space of politics. Yes. In the space of politics, for a start off, what they are able to do, which um, actually... Programmes like Women's Hour, I always felt, did this. Uh, but that political news doesn't give any room for nuance and conversation and understanding. And I think we've babied the British public that they can't understand complicated, difficult issues. Like the idea that any policy that you could pass is great for everyone. It's just for the birds. And I don't think that the British public are stupid. And yet the, the, the sort of 24-hour news cycle that, that, that they have been fed doesn't allow for that nuanced conversation to happen. Whereas in the space of podcasting, that absolutely has been able to happen. People are able to discuss actual ideas. And you also, because it's not necessarily... You, People aren't necessarily looking at it for news lines. Now, some things they will be, like the news agents, like every time they put on a podcast, what they are looking for is to land the line that's going to end up in five different newspapers the yeah. next day. And you can feel that from it, I think, which is fine because it's like a news programme that is contemporary. But you can go on and discuss ideas, for example, like... Uh, you know, a, a, a basic wage for everybody. Um, the idea of um, uh, of discussing different ways of, of parental leave without it being like, the Labour Party says all drugs should be legalised. And like, if I say something on the news about how drugs policy in our country isn't working, that will be the headline the next day. Whereas if I sit on a podcast and talk about drugs policy with experts in that field and people who have experience... 
it's a lot better. It's a, like you know, it gives space and uh, and warmth and understanding to those subjects, which is really important, I think. If you were asked, uh, sorry, I know that we need Q and A in a sec, but if you were asked to form a kind of a, a duo, yeah. like Jane and I have done, oh. obviously. <laughs> You know, we were forced into it at gunpoint. Um, You're no, so no. good together, though. But if, but if I you mean, were, look, you've become each other. <laughs> we've become <laughs> each other. Yeah, we're completely symbiotic. Uh, who would you most likely, most like to do uh, a chat, chat, chat kind of podcast oh, with? Oh yeah, who, who, who would I like to say? I mean, genuinely, somebody I don't agree with. Actually, I don't know whether that's your situation. Do you sometimes disagree? Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely like the sort of Ian Dale, um, Jackie Smith Jackie pairing Smith. Yeah. is the idea yeah. that they're from political, different political wings. I think that the interest would come uh, from me sitting and chatting with somebody that I that is completely the polar opposite to me. If anything, and this is now like becomes like a news line, uh, everything I fucking say um, is like somebody like Boris Johnson because I don't think that anybody who thinks that they have any understanding of what he's like or even a basic impression has got the right one from the man that I have spent my time with um I'm not this is not in sympathy to him but he's just nothing like he comes across on the television absolutely he's not better in many ways he's worse um <laughs> but like I w and because somebody so evasive so like blah, 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 I just wouldn't stand for it like, and I just would really like to sit. I'd and love to hear that. Yeah, God, like I would just would. be like, why aren't you necking with your whiff waff? Tell me what you actually think. Yeah, the truth is, I'm amazed we haven't already got Bozzer cast, and he hasn't actually been given a podcast. I am surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, let's manifest it. Don't manifest that. Um, are there any questions from the audience that you would like to put to our three panelists? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, if you get in power in, in a couple of years, uh, will that change how you're sort of the editor of your podcast and what you say? Will you be under more of a, a sort of whip or more restricted, do you think? Yes. <laughs> what is your dream job in a future Labour cabinet? Which post do you hope to be offered? Justice or, uh, or home is the areas that I really, really care about, justice and home affairs. And what's the first thing you'd try and do? I mean, I, I would massively um, need to mainstream the idea of women's safety into every single government department because it it's literally just sits as a sort of byline, uh, a page in a manifesto. And if it isn't in welfare policy, if it isn't in housing policy, like it needs to, it can't just be there. Look, we care. We gave a few million quid to refugees. It has to be fundamental to uh, every government department. So basically, I want the job of pissing everybody off and saying, why don't you care about women? Uh, that's the job Will I'd like. you use that voice? Yes. Excellent. Really specifically, I will use that voice. But yeah, there's no doubt about it. If I was a government minister, I, and actually, that is a, that is a, it, it's a good question in the sense that then I have to make a decision because um, like the, the desire to be able to think something, want a policy and get it to happen. Actually, if I was a minister, arguably I'd be in a better position to do that. But because I have a voice that exists outside of politics, like which is the best way for me to use my voice for the ends I seek, both for the Labour Party and for the country and it might not be being a minister it might be that I you know being a rabble rouser um and cutting through 
is more important and I have to make that decision, but I want to be a minister for a bit. <laughs> Please give it up for our wonderful panel. Thank you to Jane, Jess and Fee. The fantastic Jess Phillips talking to us at podcast day 24. I thought she was absolutely superb and I would really like to hear that podcast with her and Boris. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yep. Uh, I would, only because of what she said, yeah. that she wouldn't let him be the person. That he pretends to be. Yes. Yeah. She okay. would push him into a corner. But then he wouldn't agree to do it, would he? No, but we can, we can but hope. We can but hope. We'll sow the seed. Everything's crossed. You have been listening to Off Air with Jane Garvey and Fee Glover. Our Times radio producer is Rosie Cutler and the podcast executive producer is Ben Mitchell. Now you can listen to us on the free Times radio app or you can download every episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that if you liked what you heard and thought, hey, I want to listen to this but live, uh, then you can Monday to Thursday, 3 till 5 on Times radio. Yeah, Embrace the live radio jeopardy. Thank you for listening and hope you can join us off air very soon. Goodbye. Thank you.